The FujiCast is an independent loading zone production. Wednesday, 13th of May. The FujiCast. Hello, welcome to the FujiCast. Once weekly, now daily, during various lockdowns and restrictions on movement all over the world. Although some of it's becoming a little bit freer now. It's a show about photography, a show about community, and yes, a show that reflects our love of Fujifilm, that you can shoot anything you like. As proven today, Kev, um, by an interview I recorded earlier on, um, it won't appear maybe for another two, three weeks yet, with, uh, and I know you know her as well, Helen Bartlett. Mm. Oh yeah, love Helen. I love yeah. her work. The Canon ambassador. She works. Um, well, it's all kids' portraits, and it's it's generally all lifestyle, isn't it? It's no no studio stuff, and uh, a lady after your own heart, all in black and white. Yeah, yeah, beautiful stuff. Super beautiful. super work. Um, and and on that note, by the way, I got a, a print from um, somebody else who I interviewed the other day, um, Leonard Neumann. Um, the street photographer who sent me a sent me a print. It came through. Um, it, it, I, I, I'll put it. I'll see if I can get a link and put a picture up of the particular print that I that because he said you can have any print. And it was it's very difficult when somebody says you can have any print you like. You you go through the back catalogue, and uh, the, uh, that one would be nice. Um, so I'll, maybe I'll put a link to it up there. But it did make me think. There's a, an awful lot of shops that. Um, now, before all this was um, was happening, um, uh, were empty. They certainly were around our way. So I was thinking, Kev, wouldn't it be great if you and I had a photo gallery? Photo gallery? Yeah. What? Just, Where, all, in, like in a coffee shop or something? All those empty spaces to, uh, mm. for people to actually do something. I was looking at the... Well, the reason was I was looking at this picture from Leonard Neumann. And it's a picture of four people on a bench with a dog overlooking, um, I can't remember the property's name, but the uh, the property that the Marquis of Bath owned. Uh, but as I was looking at the print, I was imagining having my own space with lots and lots of these beautiful black and white prints. I've certainly collected prints as I've got. You've collected books and I've collected prints. Mm. And I thought, oh, I'd love those, or, you know, in a gallery. And I was just wondering whether that's a great use of space. Oh, you know what? There's a, there's a coffee shop. There was a coffee shop in Malmesbury, still here, uh, attached to the museum and uh, grumpy george used to run it and me and grumpy george used to get <laughs> on like a house on fire i'd go in every morning for my coffee we'd have a little grump together then i'd, I'd disappear everybody in your town is called something like grumpy george or naughty nigel or we've got well, uh Post- postman matt got postman big nick, yeah, big nick Chris. Yeah. uh i've got lazy jeff see there we go that's what i mean everybody has a has a nickname so yeah this- well how, how would you know everybody how would you know them otherwise <laughs> good point typing their, their surnames and stuff into your phone <laughs> doesn't make okay. sense <laughs> so he's got, um, he's got this coffee got shop gorgeous Gemma is on my phone mellifluous Neil yeah but that doesn't yeah that doesn't, no, that's not quite right though no I don't really have you done as mellifluous Neil um, nutty but yes Neil. anyway so this coffee shop yeah. was uh, Grumpy George decided to, to disappear and grump off somewhere else mm. and it was up for sale and I, and I was like, oh, I'd love it. I'd love to have a coffee shop which you could, that could be an art gallery because it had an art, it had this massive space and See? it's used yeah, for yeah. art. And Perfect. I could imagine doing workshops and evening classes for painters and crochet and and you know all of that other stuff. Um, but I didn't. I'm serious here, Gav. We should have a coffee shop. Your old studio that you used to have down the high street, that would have been a perfect coffee shop. Yeah. And we would, we'd, we'd do little workshops. You're right, we'd do workshops, we'd do, uh, we would have the gallery obviously there, sell the prints. What do you think? Yeah, I'd love it. Talks, Yeah. you know, stuff like that. I don't think you'd, you could essentially make a lot of money from it, but it's, it's for a, from a community point of view, I'd love it. 
Wow. The coffee shop that we had just up the road, I, um, mind you, it was the one that... Do you remember on the, the last day before lockdown that we were able to record, you came here, and we went off looking for somewhere to eat, and I mm. took you to the the Mug and Brew just out down road, and, and it was shut. Um, mm. I'm hoping it's going to open again. I really am, because it's a lovely little enthusiastic local coffee shop. Nothing against the big brands, the Costas and the Starbucks, but I choose to go to the Mug and Brew every single time. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, like, I agree. I like yeah. that lo- local thing, but that would be a great place as well, although it hasn't got so much wall space. I think, no. Kev, there's something in coffee shops. Who would have ever thought years ago that coffee shops would have money in them? I know, it's all to, you've got to blame friends. Do you think <laughs> can't just be yeah, friends? Yeah, it's all friends. Friends, TV show, That's it's entirely that. Mm, okay. Well, not blame, but um, thank, what, I suppose, rather what, than blame. What would we call our coffee shop? Um, Couldn't just be Kevin Neal's place. How about something like oh, yeah. Mellifluous Neal and the Art of Coffee? No, no, black and white, because it's coffee, black and white, milk and coffee, black and white. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Hey? That's a very good idea. There's something going on here, Kev. We've got an idea. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not, right, I'm we'll not, we'll I'm do not, that tomorrow, I'm we? not instantly being hit by your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love it. I, I love the idea. Absolutely black love it. Black and white. It's, 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 I, can, I can see a website. I can see merch. <laughs> we, we talk- <laughs> maybe we could send some coffee to peter mckinnon <laughs> that's it <laughs> we talked about daniel milner as well the other day the blurb evangelist the, and darn good photojournalist the bloke that just looks i mean i think he's the same age as me but he looks like he's 31 yeah. um and he on the shifter website he said something really nice back can i just he said can i just say how much i love the british just to hear the use of uh, language is enough to set my heart a flutter if you're British, you can come to America and do anything and get away with it. If an English person told me to eat a light bulb, I would, without question. I love what about tweed. a Welsh person? <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, yeah, but you're British. I love I love tweed and jellied eels, and they podcast well too. Someone who views my YouTube channel, that would have been Daniel's, uh, one of the few said, emailed and said, hey, you were discovered by the Fujicast guys. And what do I find when I go for a listen? Humour. Finally, smart talk with humour. You sure he was listening to us? <laughs> yeah uh, no that's nice i saw that comment it's yeah, very very, very nice. kind of I'm, I'm very enthused to work on a podcast aimed at just the american audience with you kev we we could uh, read the phone directory from any location you choose in the states that's right and we could tell them to eat light bulbs <laughs> and wear wear tweed underwear uh <laughs> eat a pot of jelly deals although you wouldn't well, because you're welsh so you wouldn't really be eating the jelly eels would you wash down with warm ale what what would you be no we'd, we'd eat uh being a, a proper welshman we'd be eating seaweed seaweed yeah, seaweed. Right, um, questions. Uh, Mike Bouchier in New Zealand. Uh, he did acknowledge and thank us in uh, Maori, but I, I just, it's something like Nga Mi Kia Koi, uh, which means oh, that. No, no, no. Isn't that the. Oh, I love the, you, the All Blacks rugby tune. Do you know how to. No, no well, no. this is acknowledging and thanking the speaker in Maori. He's talking Maori, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no, a. Uh, something like that. Are you all right? You've gone into a mantra. For it's something like uh, Yeah, but you're talking about the you're talking about the rugby thing, aren't you? The, the, yeah. No, this is no, this is. Nah, that's something like that. Anyway, mm. that's how this, that's how the song goes. I don't know if that's what he was saying. No, he's not. He's saying thank you for keeping up with the daily podcasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, a couple of points of discussion. My weapon of choice, Kev, is the Fujifilm X-T20. Love it. When I bought it nearly three years ago, it was a choice between this and the X-T2. I saved a few dollars with the X-T20, but lost out a few bells and whistles. But they are essentially the same. I've noticed in all times, uh, you talk about X-series cameras, you hardly ever mention the X-T10 2030. Any reason? Big question mark. With almost the same specs as the bigger brothers, they are great value. They are, aren't they? Hmm. Yeah, I mean... I suppose the, the, the only reason we don't talk about them is because we don't generally use them in our day-to-day, do we? Yeah, exactly. We don't have them. I did have an X-T20, uh, which I sold, and I did have an X-T30 on loan from Fujifilm, which went back. Um, yeah, they are great, but you know they're not really something that we would use if you have a, an X-T3 or 4 or whatever, purely because of you know various different things, single card slot, not weather sealed, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, absolutely, they're, they're yeah. fantastic. They're, they're essentially... The same as their bigger brothers, but in a, in a you know, in a cheaper box. Well, That's it. Per- perfect camera. There have been mm. a few threads, he says, on the Facebook group as well recently about non-Fuji lenses. I have the Samyang 12mm f2, which is great for Astro. Do you guys use any non-Fuji lenses? I, I don't personally, although um, I, during this period I've read so much about non-Fuji lenses. I'm very, I'm very inclined to go find myself a little vintage setup and have, have a play with them. Well, I, I also have that Samyang 12mm, and uh, it's it's great. It's obviously a manual focus lens, but it's beautifully rugged and amazing quality out of it. And I, I used to, when I was in Spain, I would take pictures of the stars. would loosely call it astrophotography. <laughs> Basically, I pointed my camera upwards, <laughs> and uh, and it was amazing. Yeah, you would get some great stuff. Very difficult to do astrophotography. Yeah, yeah that's something I've got. And I've also got the Viltrox 85mm 1.8, which is a recent lens. That's very good also. I don't think any of them really are quite as good as the XF lenses, but they are they're they're ridiculously cheaper, so and and capable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tim Bender was telling me about a setup that he's got. Uh, a friend of the show, Tim, was telling us about a setup he's got that cost him about fifty bucks, American bucks, um, to get the the adapter and also the lens. And I thought, wow. And he said, oh, it, was just, it was just off Amazon. So um, I thought, yeah, well, maybe there's some experimentation to be done there. I don't know. Um, Ian Victor, hello Kev, hello Neil, thanks for the daily shows. As a teacher, I've been on a rotor which has seen me working in class still for those children who need support via video link. It's not been easy. I have, however, improved my Zoom presentation skills and decided to start making some short videos using my X-T3 as a result of that, which gets shared as an end-of-the-week challenge for the children to do something creative each weekend. This weekend, I'm going to have them do a special photo challenge. You thought you'd escape these, Kev. <laughs> what to do? So I thought I'd ask my favourite podcast for some inspiration. <laughs> I knew you'd oh love this. Photo <laughs> challenge. I sometimes go to, to bed sweating about the words yeah. photo challenge. I thought you would. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, do you have one? I mean, I've got a suggestion for something, but I, I'll let you sweat this one out first. There's a wonderful book on Amazon. I uh, can't remember what it's called, and I haven't. I can't really look it up right now. But it's it's purely uh, for children, or you know, childrenish, and and it's it's essentially uh, challenges to do with your kids. And so it gives you a challenge, and, and there's about fifty in there. And then it gives you uh, a little bit of space for the children to to kind of print it out and stick it in, and then write about it underneath. Uh, yeah, really cool. I'll, I'll, I will try and find the link and put it on the, the website. Website. <laughs> website. Yeah. What's the matter with your words today? What are we talking about on Friday? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just general website challenges. But that's not really helping Ian at the moment, though. He, do, he does want a photo challenge for the weekend. So just, okay. just giving him that book is not enough. Right. Okay. So photo challenge for the weekend. For the kids. Is, I'm not yeah, sure how the old they are, to be honest. He didn't say which is a... He could get this book by the weekend, I reckon. Anyway, but <laughs> for the kids then. Okay. In which case, down low, up high, and the colour purple. There we go. Down low, up high, colour purple. What were those sleepless nights about? What about a time lapse as well? I thought of a time lapse of maybe do a hyperlapse. Do you know what a hyperlapse is? Uh, you, a really fast time lapse. Well, it's, it's where you move the camera with the time lapse, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people do it with like mm. six or seven cameras on on um, oh, legs. I know. Don't they? Yeah, it gets yeah, it's yeah quite yeah. Gerald Headenshaw, you become a new fixture within my podcast app. I have a couple of questions. Uh, number one, which app do you both use for your listening and why? We're listening to podcasts. Mm. I use Spotify. Oh, you're a Spotify person. Is there a reason? Mm-hmm. I like Spotify. I've got all my music in Spotify. I get Spotify for free with my Vodafone yeah. <laughs> account. Yeah, Spotify. So. I don't like the. I don't have an Apple device, so I can't use those. The podcast app on um, on Android is is okay, but it's mm-hmm. not. Can't really search very well and and stuff. So yeah, Spotify. Spotify is great. Yeah, I, I use Overcast, Gerald, um, and I use it because you can organise your podcasts using smart playlists, which I quite like. Um, you can't do anything posh like that on Spotify. Right, you can do lots of posh things. You can even speed it up and slow it down. Well, I'm not quite sure why you want it, but you can certainly speed it up if you think, well, I've got two podcasts to get through. I need to listen at 1.5 times the speed. It does sound yeah. a bit bizarre, but some people actually listen to their audio like that. Yeah, maybe you can speed up through my waffling and rambling. No, and not, and no. Voice Boost as well. They have a feature on it called Voice Boost. <laughs> Which, um, if you're listening, um, walking along a busy street, then voice boost is a really good way of cutting through some of that noise, mm. which is quite good. Um, have you thought about doing an episode about making your own podcast? As there are plenty of photographers out there who may think it's a good way to communicate with clients. We haven't really, have we? We've we've kept this very much photography-based. Well, yes, although I do keep encouraging you to, to do something along those lines. So, yeah, well, well I, we could do. Why not? Yeah, there's no reason why not. I, am at, I, I did actually start. I've recorded six, funnily enough. Over the last, I started before we, uh, um, I was going to say we broke up for coronavirus, like it's some kind of holiday. Um, And it will be on the loadingzone.co.uk site. I did did make some stuff about how to interview and stuff. So maybe I should actually... Yeah, well, we're we're doing one about websites. Yeah. So why not do one, while we're still doing the dailies, which will end eventually, why don't we we do one about, not just necessary podcasts, but any questions about audio? Audio. Yeah, that, yeah. W- that would be a good one. If you've got questions about audio... I on that show. Pardon? <laughs> I won't bother coming on that show. <laughs> no, no, only doing it if you're there, Kev. Can't work on my own. It's like Ant without Deck. <laughs> or Deck without Ant. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, we've got our book coming up in just a second's time, but uh, I just thought I'd throw this one in. Uh, Andrew Higgins, who is definitely now a friend of the show. Hi, Neil. Hi, Kev. Much enjoying the daily. I look forward to the final one because it means we're all getting back to work. Um, I do like the photo book discussions and recommendations from Kev. Today's book was The North by John Bulmer. Great, I thought. I've got that one. I'll take a look at it. Then he says it's out of print. Hurrah, he says, I've got that one. I'll take a look at it. Its value is 1,200 quid. Blimey. My copy, he says, is signed by John. Maybe it could be worth a bit more then. So do I read it or put it in a safe? No. no, they're there for reading. Always, right? always read and look. Yeah. yeah. I actually prefer, when I'm looking for second-hand books, I actually prefer ones that look like they've been loved. Yeah. Do you make notation in, in the in the margins? 
Mm, not in some of the texty type books I have done, but not not in the uh, the photo books not, necessarily. No. I quite. No. I mean, it's important. Yeah. It is important to keep them as in as good condition as you can. Keep them vertical. Keep the spines out. Uh, you know, if they are really, really valuable, then uh, cellophane them up, but leave a little bit of um, space in the cellophane to let some air in. Uh, stop your dogs. Keep them high up from the dogs. I do have a copy of Trish Murtha's um, Unemployed, I think it's called, which is also worth quite a little bit now. However, mine isn't because it's got git-shaped teeth in the oh, cover. Oh, git didn't eat your book, did he? Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. I can't believe he would do something like that. No, so love the books, but love the pictures yeah. by looking at them. Um, I'm trying to think of the book by Henri Cartier-Bresson, the um, um, the wonderful. Um, oh, there's several. <laughs> Obviously, there's lots. Uh, what's the one that he wrote um, in the mi- Minds? Um... Minds Eye. Yeah. Minds Eye. Um, now I bought that from a second-hand bookshop, and the reason I bought that particular one was it had loads of notation in the margins. <laughs> was I it got... first edition? Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. No, no. Oh, if I, it was, should imagine I, if, you, if it was a first edition and it was his own annotations. I'll go and have a look at that. I mean, it's not. Mind you, it's not. It's not in French. It's in somebody's written lots of things in English, so it's unlikely to be him. Um, yeah, the standard one is worth about six quid, but mm. the original first edition is. Uh, well, it, don't, it doesn't look or feel like a first easy. edition. Yeah. Um, he said anyway. I started buying photo books, usually twenty to forty quid, a fraction of the cost of a lens, and occasionally getting books signed too. Now, look at this. Look at this list. Okay, occasionally getting books signed too, and you think, oh, that's nice. Who have you got them signed by, Andrew? Well, Don McCullen, David Bailey, Bruce Gilden, Eamon Doyle, just to name a few. He reckons at the moment the the few that he's got are worth three thousand pounds, mm. cost to him two hundred quid. I'd say probably more, wouldn't you? Yeah, possibly. Uh, but the thing is, we have to remember about books is that they are it, the the market is very volatile. You know, it only yeah. takes somebody to do a reprint and the 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 value plummets. But the first editions, that's always what I'd say. Try and get the first edition. You know, yeah. if you're serious about collecting them, first editions are your are your way forward because those will very rarely go down in value. Yeah. Um, and actually, ironically, signed, dedicated books sometimes can bring the value down if they're dedicated. Right. And by that, I mean, you know, dear Kev, lots of love. Oh, right. Henri Cartier-Bresson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, unless you, unless, your, name's, unless your name's Kev, of course, and you're buying it for Kev, then it's worth, I don't know, more. <laughs> Do you know once I, I uh, that's a funny story, a very weird. I used to run a, um, a rugby memorabilia business a long time ago. You did, and yeah. I did. And one of the things that I, 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 one of the people I knew at the time, or I had kind of associations with, it was uh, Barry John, who was the uh, very famous Wales rugby player from the seventies. And I spoke to him and I said, oh, you know, I want to, I want to sell your books online and you know have them signed and you know we can, I can give you a percentage of course that was the way it was going to work he was oh yeah that's great kev i'll sort that out for you i'll send you 20 copies and i'll sign them all brilliant so 20 copies turned up every single one of them said to kev <laughs> no yeah to kev barry John. <laughs> oh dear barry you didn't quite get the concept of that did you oh dear kev yeah uh, anyway there you go did you make any money <laughs> yeah, i sold the business in the end <laughs> well that's one of your you, you've had several businesses um and on a late show one day when we have a very alternative episode um kev perhaps you, now this is a show you can go behind a paywall on and say uh, and tell us what exactly one of your businesses was yeah <laughs>
one day <laughs> i i can never believe that a good catholic boy would have had a business like that anyway should we move on to the book review we should <laughs> what have you chosen for us this week still haven't got well, a jingle today. by the way I'm, i meant to do the jingle the other day i did i just i'm sorry i had a beer instead <laughs> today, today my dear listeners our dear listeners i have chosen only human by martin parr and there's a good reason for that there's a good reason for that so this book uh, first of all we got i got chastised for picking books that nobody could afford so we've gone for a, a book that is currently available still in print in fact it was only published in 2019 and saying that i've just gone on amazon and it's not available <laughs> um <laughs> however however you will definitely be able to find it it's not it's not on uh, a books it's not running at a thousand pounds or anything like that you will be able to get it online from um obviously bookshops and martin Parr foundation and all that stuff so this book is uh, one of my favorite ones my, their mine is signed actually it says Martin Parr on the inside, mm-hmm. and in fact, it was a gift to me from Glasgow Lee. Was it really? Yeah. Did, did Glasgow Lee sign it? <laughs> well, he might have forged it, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's what no, I'm worried so about. This is, this is a, uh, another typical uh, you know, Martin Parr book, um, full of very bright colours and uh, kind of eccentric images, if you like, in terms of, for example, there's one at the front of um, uh, Autoportrait Lionel Messi, Barcelona, Spain, 2012. And uh, I think autoportrait means you can go to the, the new camp. Is it new camp that Barcelona played? Yeah, it is new camp, yeah. And have a kind of fake portrait taken. Mm. Well, it might be real, though. Um, but other than that, everything else in there is is great. You know, just turn to page 42. I love a book with page numbers. And Norman Soper, who won Best Pot League at the Standwell Show, West Bromwich, The Black Country, England, 2010. Look at that. Perfect. Mm. And then flip forward. Uh, we've got Paul Smith, the very famous Paul Smith, the designer. And this is a full page spread, like across both spreads. Uh, and it's basically, well, I would imagine this is his office or something. I don't know. But it, it's Paul Smith lost. You can hardly see him in this incredible room of books, record players, bicycles, prints. There's a, an Eddie Merckx, um, what looks like a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, there's a Canon printer somewhere sticking in there. There's photos, amazing stuff. Um, and it's it's literally, seriously, a proper good old study of you know what we all like to say people being people um seek wedding city hall cardiff wales 2008 uh are they the type of photographs particularly with the the more famous people there that you would have expected martin to be taking or making no no it's not not mostly i mean that that paul smith one was just uh one i flicked to but no absolutely all the rest of them are are kind of regular old folk. Ah, right. Okay. And of course, Martin, what he does is, um, or what he has done in the past is, you know, kind of entrench himself in this this uh, the society differences in in England, or in Britain, I should say. Um, so you know, you'll find a lot of pictures in here from uh, you know horse racing festivals, you know, balls, reunions, but always people just being people. It's great, Cheltenham Gold Cup. It's just it's hard to explain it, I suppose, in that why it appeals to me and perhaps it won't appeal to some other people but when i look at these pictures and we've talked about this so much in the past guy drinking a cup of tea you look at that and you think it's a guy drinking a cup of tea look at that in 10 15 years time and you will see it in a very very different light well you start seeing different things as well through martin's pictures gingham always seems to be one thing that features which definitely ages uh, a photograph to a period doesn't it yeah it's beautiful you know and it it's um and, and it's not just, you know, they're, they're, it's not just like kind of perfectly beautiful people or anything. You know, there's, I'm looking at page 218, Nice, France, it's a lady on a, on a beach sunbathing. 
Um, it's real. It's just real. Yeah. Opposite page of Miami Beach, 2015, and then there's this amazing picture, one of my favourites in the book, which is on the on the following page, 220 or so, and I think if I remember rightly, that's somewhere in Argentina, and it's this incredible scene of a beach, which you know, talking about nostalgia, how long will it take before we can see a picture like this again? There is thousands, probably somewhere like Mar de la Plata or something, thousands and thousands and thousands of people just in this one very wide frame. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you could see Wally. Where's Wally hooking yeah. up somewhere yeah. in there? Yeah. No, it's, I, you know, I, I, I perfect cover for that. Um, and the, the interesting thing about this picture, I find, is there's a real kind of juxtaposition between this and some of the other pictures in that you would be hard pushed. I'm looking now to find anybody who is not perfect bodied ripped tanned gorgeous uh you know it's they're all young people yeah. it's it's a real kind of study of of the environment there it's a bit like uh, you, you and me on a beach in uh, in in west wales isn't it on a, actually on a, on i thought i thought I, I thought you were in it then for a moment <laughs> and then I, it's not it's, it's just a peb, it's just a pebble <laughs> I was say, no it's just a beached <laughs> whale that they managed to find yeah, right, I love uh, it. So, love the, it so the book is called the book is called martin part on the human uh widely available of yeah. course hopefully <laughs> and is, is this the time where we're allowed to say something about martin parr or 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 not yet uh yeah we can because mm. it was yeah. o- only the other day that you you sat there in your front room in your underwear doing your interview but you were talking to the one <laughs> the only martin parr indeed yeah it was yesterday or the day before yeah so we we've managed to line up an interview with him and uh, he didn't say you have to review one of my books um <laughs> he was very gracious to yeah. uh, to come on so we will we will be airing that interview as soon as i edit out all my ums and ahs <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that as soon as neil edits <laughs> i was gonna say hang on a minute isn't that gonna be my job i look forward to receiving that and hearing it it uh, was really funny actually yeah. in fairness to him he we did it on Skype, and I said to him earlier, you know, we won't be doing video. Don't worry about that. I don't have a webcam because my webcam's tied up somewhere else. And uh, and the video was on all the way through, so he couldn't see me, but I was I was watching him in his living room. Oh, and now <laughs> I was like, I was a wor- peculiar experience. Yeah, I was worried about that as well because uh, I've had those situations where and of late as well, where you've interviewed people via Skype, and uh, I've always said, look, I'm not going to have my video on. We don't need it. It's an audio only one. So let's save the bandwidth and all the rest of it. Um, and then, but they leave theirs on. And I've forgotten to say, look, your video camera's still on. Then you watch them and you think, and you, you can almost gauge their response to the questions that you're answering by by their facial expressions. So, yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Uh, he was wonderful, though, in fairness. And uh, we, we're, we're very lucky that he lent us some of his time. Good. Uh, well, I look forward to airing that in a couple of weeks' time. Um, well, that's it for, for today's show. Back as normal um, tomorrow. Don't forget to keep sending those questions out. We are now at the bottom of the uh, the mail, the email um, sack, if that's possible now, isn't it? It would be possible to have one of those in electronic terms. Um, so uh, it, it either means our job is done, Kev, and we can go back to Mondays, um, or we just you can just listen to us planning our, our next black and white coffee shop, which I still think Kev's a great idea, by the way. Very good idea. Yeah, Very, black yeah. and white. Could you, we'd only be able to use aero presses, though. Why? Oh, yeah, it's the only thing I know how to use. Yeah. Ah, right. Well, that's it. A black and white coffee shop is on on the way. We'll have news on that soon as well. Speak to you tomorrow, Kev. (laughs) Bye-bye. The FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll...
talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.